Hey, it's Chris, the Dating Doc. This entire podcast is all about countering work culture. And what I mean is not avoiding work, but it's to avoid being addicted to work. So if you are feeling these perceptions of you don't want to be viewed as mediocre, or you feel like you have to continuously perform, or you just frankly feel a little bit stressed out, especially during the holidays, check out this podcast. And also, I'm going to add a little bit on cancel culture and why two plus two does not equal five but as long as you're respectful i may believe it stay tuned i've got to admit i feel this level of shame that as i log into anchor which by the way anchor is owned by spotify it's where i create my podcast is a platform that I use. Uh, it's been my day one platform. Now, wow, that sounded like a business uh, plug there. But yeah, I feel the shame. You know, my last recording, I see it there. I'm looking at it right now. 9-27, September 27, 2022 was the last time that I did a uh, podcast episode. And, um, you know, I have to remind myself that someone out there is not only listening, but possibly touched by my words. Touched, you know, could be 40% more inspired, 20% more annoyed, or they can just simply relate to it. And uh, if you're out there listening and you feel like you have learned or been inspired by any of my content, I do appreciate. And that segues into what we're going to talk about, which is as we get into the holidays yes we can talk about mental health but what i really really want to do is drill down and talk about workaholic syndrome okay and uh workaholism or or addicted to work whatever you want to call it and especially as yesterday i find out that one of the one of the premier ogs in the manosphere, again, for those that are that are unaware what the manosphere is, the manosphere is a group of content creators, uh, men, and uh, we talk on different topics, dating relationships, gender dynamics. Recently, I guess you can say the Passport Brothers movement, Andrew Tate, et cetera, et cetera. So these are male content creators that uh, you know create content that's that's supposed to be a benefit to men. It's not always the case. That's a whole nother topic. But Alan Roger Curry was one of the, the originals who uh, more specifically was part of the, the Black Manosphere. And he, he did, unfortunately, pass away, I believe, late last night. Now, this was a, a gentleman who, similar to another known Manosphere content creator, Kevin Samuels, also rest in peace, it's been speculated that Alan Roger Curry passed away from either hypertension or complications from diabetes. And, um, you know, what? It, it, the way that, that I see this connecting, at least to me, is the fact that Kevin Samuels had a heart attack when he, uh, when, when he passed. Uh, most of those that know his name, I'm sure looked up the details. We all knew that he was, uh, he had a woman with him at the time and, uh, 
during some certain activities that led to him having the heart attack. Now, same thing with Alan Roger Curry, at least from what's been speculated, that might have been a case of possible hypertension. And I I, I want to emphasize possible because not all the details have, have come out yet. And these two gentlemen were relatively young. I, I would say they they were young. They it wasn't uh, you know these weren't uh, men in their seventies or eighties. I believe that Kevin Samuels was fifty six and Alan Roger Curry fifty nine. To me, I, I consider that still somewhat young. But again, the the work, the loneliness. The uh, feeling like you don't amount to anything, so you have to continue to work, or the pressure you feel from your boss. All these things, especially as we get into holidays, they can compound and cause health complications. So again, I know I prefaced it with bringing up Alan Roger Curry and uh, and Kevin Samuels, uh, two prominent content creators, but you know, the same applies. If you're out there, and you feel like, oh, well, you know, I've got to put I've got to put food on the table, especially for service industry folks that have to depend on tips or on hours. Door dashers, Uber drivers, take care of yourself. OK, the smoothest player that has a nice suit but doesn't take care of his health. Take care of yourself. The beautiful lady who, uh, who gets a lot of attention online but feels the pressure to have to post more content or has to, for example, come on and do another video, another 20 minute video, or for some folks, four hour live streams on YouTube and Twitch, craziness. Take care of yourself. And what I'm gonna do in this next segment, I'm gonna break down some ways, some creative ways beyond the norm that you can take care of yourself. Stay tuned. So this is kind of, I guess, we might as well call it the, the deleted scenes or just something extra. Uh, you know, the Easter egg after a Marvel movie. But, you know, I was thinking about what the hell, like, when someone gets canceled, right? Because it, it seems like people just want to get canceled. I, I never heard about this canceling thing until about uh, four to six years ago, right? When we started seeing on Facebook posts about, holy smokes, everyone, everyone's getting offended now. Hopefully this ends in the year 2017. And no, like, fast forward, now it's it's the culture of canceled and being offended and you know i often wonder okay well we have some really great people in my opinion that, that are getting canceled and some rotten people that are getting promoted regardless what political affiliation and you know who do you vote for and whatnot there are some wicked things that are being promoted and yet some some good people that maybe they're a little bit abrasive uh but they have a really good message if you, you know, take the tone, the tonality of it, the aggression or the perceived aggression. But my my bigger question that I want to pose to listeners is 
who exactly is part of this canceling committee? You know what I mean? Like, like when someone says this person gets canceled, you know, is there like a voting board? Is it is it over 60% of the American population that magically decides to cancel someone? Or are these seriously weak narcissists that uh, just deem someone canceled because a couple of blogs and articles are, are done on them and then it becomes mainstream media to to cancel this person now 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 hold up obviously if someone has done something immoral and unethical that's an easy cancellation someone broke the law someone cheated on their spouse even though they talked about christian values or they had a book about how to keep a relationship going and then they end up cheating on the spouse that's that's easy that's low-hanging fruit what i'm talking about is when someone gets canceled when they are not offending a religion or gender or race but they make points that are very valid but a certain group takes offense because they feel called out even if again the information is is very valid who like who's part of this canceling committee and and are their dollars really influencing like <sighs> again what what i normally see from from this this cancel group all right a lot of them regardless regardless of their political standing a lot of them are underemployed angry honestly frustrated people that are more frustrated with themselves but project it onto others that's what i see so when i see this cancel committee hey this person got canceled again i repeat i emphasize past someone who's unethical immoral broken the law Dollars is what rules the world. Money, currency, dollars, capital. That's what controls all this. So, okay, you're canceling someone. Fuck you. Like, really, what what are you influencing? And how are you truly moving society towards where it needs to be? Because you got offended. Because someone said angrily, two plus two equals four. But you don't want to agree that two plus two equals four because four offends you. The plus sign offends you. So you'd rather say and proclaim two plus two equals five. And whoever doesn't agree is part of just a crappy group of people. And you need to be canceled unless you truly believe two plus two equals five. That's kind of weird world we're living in. And if you want to bring relevancy to what I do as a dating podcast, these are the kind of conversations you're going to have during first dates where someone is going to convince you that two plus two equals five and you are a horrible person if you don't agree with them. Now, here's what I pitch. How about we get back to respecting each other? Cool. Two plus two equals five. Got it. Two plus two equals four for me. You know what? Cool. Let me get to know you as a person. Let me truly see how human you are, how you can treat me, regardless if we even vote for the same political party, the same whatever. We're both share in our in our complaints and, and comparisons. Let me see who you are. Can you communicate well? Do you treat people well? 
Instead, let's focus on who we can cancel. This is a weird world we're living in. And um, two plus two does not equal five. But if you respect the fact that you understand that I believe two plus two equals four, we can have a discussion. Now, if I meet someone that says two plus two equals four, but they're an asshole, I'd rather hang out with the two plus two equals five that treats me like a human. So some little food for thought there. Let me know what you think. If you have heard this podcast in its entirety and you would like to give me a shout out, please do visit me at Instagram at the dating doc. I'm also on TikTok at the dating doc. Same name as this podcast. Also, as you can probably tell, there's a new logo here that we're using. And we're using that because now we're becoming more of a holistic brand. We have content creators on YouTube. We have new folks making videos on TikTok. So I'm not, I'm no longer the dating doc as in one guy. We're becoming the dating doc as in a brand and company. But for those here on Spotify or wherever you're listening, Google, Apple, et cetera, et cetera. This is the OG, the original dating doc signing out. Peace. So I I wanted to provide more context and possible solutions and techniques on how you can take care of yourself during the holiday season. Hopefully you got through the the first segment, which again, uh, for those that do not know who Alan Roger Curry uh, is, then, uh, you know, it it may fall on deaf ears, but I use him as an example because again, someone who is in this space, like myself, who, who is supposed to benefit men, I obviously both coach men and women, but he, he serves as an example of why I also myself so first and foremost you have to realize that you need hobbies that are going to completely distract you and what i mean by this is you are completely lost in thought and whatever you're doing whether it's playing the ukulele whether it's journaling whether it's writing poetry um, whether it's learning a new language you need something that completely distracts you from expectations and deadlines. Expectations and deadlines are the cortisol leveling up activities, okay? When you feel like you have to be somewhere at a certain time, certain place, or there's a consequence that you might get fired, you may not get paid as much, or you may get perceived as a, you know, as a crap worker, Uh, you have got to find activities that balance out that peer pressure, that internal pressure to perform, to show up on time. Okay, so uh, what I would do, if I are you and you don't have any true hobbies or interest, I would look at, if I were you again, is start off with writing down a list of things that distract you. If art distracts you looking at art then be the art and what i mean by this is if you know you know if you're looking at something or looking at a i mean it could be a painting it could be uh you know uh, poetry reading it captures you 
or looking at abstract art kind of has you imagining, okay, well, those clouds kind of look like wicked smiles combined with a little bit of lightning, which reflects chaos in my life. Okay, be the art. Start painting or drawing. Okay, replace the beer tap with going to your local hobby store and buying a canvas and buying a couple of, you know, whether it's markers or acrylic paints. Poetry is a lot easier to take up on. Pen and paper, that's all you need. Start thinking about analogies and allegories and metaphors to your life. You have to be completely immersed in what you're doing. This, again, is a first tip. It's a first way for you to completely distract yourself from this matrix of expectations, work, and honestly, even the illusion of money. And I say the illusion of money because some people are very pressured to have to make money and then spend it, again, on distractions that aren't as healthy, like uh, drinking, drugs, lap dances, things that really they're gone in one night and didn't really fulfill you. So that's that's the first thing. Find an activity. Be the art. As I said, you know, use that as, as the example if you want to get into poetry or painting or drawing. The second thing, you need to literally stretch out your stress. Now, people might think I'm, I'm going towards yoga. Yes, but it's technically somatic method. There's a lot of trauma. It's not even just stress. There's a lot of trauma from every day, your mind, body, and spirit going through the, hey, for example, me, since my name is Chris, it's like, hey, Chris, don't let them think that you're average. Hey, Chris, you aren't putting enough work into this area. Hey, Chris, you know, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of inner bullying, if you want to look at it that way. Pressures me to perform, yes. I'm like my own life coach, my own personal trainer, right? My own sensei. But you carry a lot of that inside your body. Your lower back tenses up. Your neck tenses up. Your your jaw clenches. Your fist Okay, after a while you can get arthritis because your your fist tightens up because you're in a fight or flight type of response. So you have to stretch that out. And, and if you're bored and you're thinking, oh God, like I'm not, I don't have time to do yoga. Put some music on, put some lo-fi, put some jazz, whatever you're into. Set a timer on your Alexa or on your phone and take, you know, it can be 10 minutes to stretch. Literally just get you a clean little area lot of space and, and just stretch out okay and these are these are basic stretches you can do move your neck from the left to the right do a countdown for each side you can bend over and try to touch your toes touch your ankles as far as you can go you can put one foot on the bed and try to lean as much as you can again you are saving your back you are stretching out muscles that you will need regardless if you're a 20 year old listening or 50 year old listening stay with me now stay with me now because you may get bored of what you're listening to or you can start applying some of these things all right so let me recap first thing find an activity that you can get lost in that and the cousin to that is be the art number two you need to stretch out your stress uh, even uh, I want to use words have power. I want to use the fact that you're stretching out that trauma, even if it's micro trauma. 
That's actually the better way to explain stress. Stretch it out. Stretch the stress. Okay? The third thing, the third thing that you really need to do, and it's something that I even do when I'm walking my dog, when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm about to go to sleep, when I'm about to get in the car, just tell yourself you've had this and you got this. Okay? If you are listening to this, more than likely you're listening to this over the phone you or a computer, you have the means to have a computer. You're not a poor kid in Delhi, India, who's using, you know, dirty, like, reused soap water to bathe yourself. You're not starving, wondering, are you going to have to look for for food? Are you going to have to go around to trash cans in the middle of the night because you're worried that people are going to perceive you a kind of, kind of way? But you know they already think of you as, as a low life or as someone who steals when in reality you're just hungry. More than likely, more than likely, if you're listening to this off a phone or, or a laptop, you're you're doing okay. And you have to tell yourself that. You have to you have to truly tell yourself, like, I've had this and I got this. And I'm, I am not minimizing your your stresses or your worries. I'm not I'm not devaluing them or saying, well, at least you're not poor. But guess what? At least you're doing okay. And you need to just just tell yourself that. Just realize you're like, hey, not only can it be worse, it can be better. But I'm okay. I'm okay right now, right? And it's not about it's not about settling for mediocrity, but it's not being so imperfect on the race to perfection or on the race to your goals. If you get a heart attack, now God forbid, if if, if you truly hurt yourself on the race to get to where you need to never get there you never get there if you're at a nice pace and you know what that goal line looks like you're not trying to beat the competition you're not I hope I get number one if you finish the race you've made it there's a lot of people that burn out in the process or unfortunately are no longer with us because they worry too much about winning the race than being in the race It's all about gratitude and mindfulness. So keep those in mind. Let's get to it.